Mr. Benfica is a production of the PTB Media Network. All rights reserved. All opinions are my own. Mr. Benfica can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Himalaya, as well as select episodes on YouTube at the Mr. Benfica channel there on YouTube and also all episodes available at www.mrbenfica.com. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to another episode of Mr. Benfica. This is the third time we have gotten to chat this week, and I'm loving it. This is episode 93 today, and we're looking back about a week. We're looking back to Monday, not quite a week. We're looking back five days today to Monday's match at home against Bulanes Sad, against Code City Blues, as I call them. It is Benfica and Bulanes Sad in what Georges Azuz explained in the postgame flash. Uh, used to be a derby, a big match in the city, which unfortunately, due to the situation of our opponents in this match, um, it, it's lost some of its luster. But um, they have been they have been difficult matches for us the past couple of seasons. Of course, we all remember the championship season where we were ahead two nil to them, and they came right back and and drew level and made it a two two match and those were the only points Bruno Lage dropped that season so um, we knew this wasn't going to be quite that easy of a match and uh, it, it played out well for Benfica I think they played reasonably well and I think we, we saw some squad rotation and Georges Luz being quite courageous and and implementing the rotation in the league and not in the Europa League, which made a lot of you happy. Um, a lot of fans want to see that priority put on Europe, and I think George Jesus, the Mister, he understands that. And I think uh, he is—he is somebody who who has learned. I think since he was last our manager, there are there are things he has learned, and there are things he's improved on. Um, not not necessarily words because well we'll get to it in the next episode. Uh, he said so. Well, and and I can say we won't talk about it in this episode because I addressed it in episode ninety two. But after this match, he said some unnecessary um some unnecessary um not provocative but provoking words towards uh towards Bernardo Silva in the post game press conference in defending. The president, Luis Felipe Vieira. Remember that this match is played on the backdrop of being two days before the election. Of course, um, I'm done talking about the election. That's in episode 92. Please do go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. You'll get everything that I that I. You'll get all my thoughts uh, regarding that election, the outcome, the the procedure. Um, there is there is things I didn't get to say that I wanted to, but that is the case with every episode. Um, but. But at the end of the day, okay, it is time to move on as one Sport Lisboa Benfica. Okay, we need to get behind all of our athletes, behind all of our uh, teams, 
and and support our emblem, our club, okay? Because this club is ours, and we should always be we should always be putting the club above any personal feelings or about anyone's you know personality or anyone's um, performance, whether it be an athlete, a manager, or a a executive and a board member, whatever you want to call it. So. Um, go back to episode 92. You'll hear me talk about Luis Felipe Vieira, um, maybe in a little bit different light than I have in the past. You'll hear me talk about what I want to see for Hui Costa in this four-year term and what I think um, what I think the club needs to address. And again, if you have any comments, I do want you to tweet them to me at Benfica Mister with the hashtag Mister Benfica, okay, and tell me. W- Specifically, I want to know what is the most pressing issue. If you could have one issue be resolved in this four-year term of Luis Felipe Vieira, and you had the power to bring this one issue to the attention of the board, of the vice presidents, of the president, of the 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 mag, the the assembly, the the de assemblée générale. Okay, what is that issue for you? I want to hear from you guys. All right, so I can talk about it in a future episode. I do want to know what you guys think. Um, in episode ninety-two, I I I gave you three issues that I think I believe I said three that I think need to be addressed in this four-year term, and um, we'll see how that plays out. Now, in this match here, with that said, um, and getting the George Jesus controversial comments out of the way. It is what it is. Okay, it's over. It's water under the bridge. It is time to move on. What I am going to do is there will not be a news segment in this episode because the news would all be about the election, which I just had a one-hour, 15-minute episode talking about that yesterday. So so that is the news this week. There is really there are no other sports going on. Um, everything has been postponed for this weekend, unfortunately, as... Uh, the Portuguese government has implemented travel restrictions, um, and they are they are containing all Portuguese citizens, with I think a few exceptions, to their home administrative districts. And um, I I've already said what I think about that. I'm not going to go back down that that rabbit hole. My opinion really means nothing. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know continue to to harp on that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know that there, there's really no other sports going on this weekend, okay? Um, other than Benfica's match on Monday, uh, I'm not sure about the women's team. I believe they have also been postponed. Uh, the federation has has postponed all the matches from the third division, and I'm not sure yet about the second division. I I believe the government allowed for all professional foot men's football matches to be played, and that was it, if I'm not mistaken. Now. What I will do, because there's no news segment, is I will go around the league right now with the results of round five in the Liga Naj. And spoiler alert, I got around six episode, uh, around six results to also talk to you about. And uh, let's let's go around the league, the Liga Naj round number five. Round five gets us started. In Tondela on Friday, October the 23rd, it was Tondela 1, Portimonense 0. Saturday, October the 24th, all right, you had on the island of Madeira, at the, the Estadio de Madeira, you had Nacional 1, Passos de Ferreira 1. In the Azores, in, in Ponta Delgada, São Miguel, in front of a small crowd, Santa Clara 1, uh, Sporting 2. A big big win, come from behind victory for Sporting in that match. And um, I shouldn't say come from behind. It was 1-1 and then Sporting went ahead. Um, I'm confusing the Sporting matches, of course. And then on later on Saturday at the Estadio do Ladrão, Football Club do Porto won Gil Vicente nil. Sunday, October the 25th, we go to Algarve. It is Farense nil, Riuav won. Moreirense Two Maritimo one up in Minho, uh, still in the Minho region. Famalicão two, Boa Vista two, and of course we're still in the Minho region. It is the Minho Derby in Guimarães at the Dom Alfonso Henriques and the home side, 
Vitória Guimarães nil. Their arch rivals Braga won. Big win for Carlos Carvalho's side as they struggled early in the season and have recently refound their form. Monday, October the 26th is tonight's match that we're talking about in this podcast. As you know, it's Benfica 2, Bulanish Saad, a.k.a. Code City nil. And then Wednesday, October the 28th, there was a makeup match. So this was actually a round one fixture that had been postponed back at the start of the season. And it was Sporting 3, Gil Vicente 1. All right, so Sporting makes up their game in hand and wins. And here's a little spoiler alert. The first match of round six was played just a couple hours ago. And I am very, very happy to report this result. Passos do Ferreira 3, Fruta Ball Corrupto do Porto 2. And what was the worst refereeing at least in the first half, the worst referee performance I have seen possibly in my entire life. Passos de Ferreira should have gone into the halftime uh, locker room up 3-0. They went in 2-1. They had a goal badly disallowed through VAR, as I call it, the VAP, the Video Porto. It was the most ridiculous reversal of a goal I've ever seen through VAR. And then moments later, a... You can, I guess you don't have, you can't blame the referee, but it was a very, a very um, lucky penalty kick given to Porto. Uh, Stefan Istakiu, Canadian international, uh, handles the ball as he's falling. He he puts his arm down to catch his body, and as his hand is on the going to the ground to catch his body, it hits the ball, or the ball hits it. I should say, in the old days, in, under the way handball or handling the ball was always interpreted. Uh, that would not have been called, but this is the age of, of VAR, VAP, as I call it, the Video Aporto, and there's no de- debate about it, as um, Sergio Oliveira would would convert that penalty kick to make it 2-1 at the halftime. But Pastor uh, Ferreira's justice would be served when Marega decided to play volleyball in the, in the penalty area in the second half. As he looked like he was, he looked like he was doing a volleyball underhand serve, something like that I would do when I play volleyball at a cookout because I'm very bad at volleyball. I can't jump serve, so I would do an underhanded serve, and that's literally what it looked like from from Marega. Um, shout out to to uh, Canadian international made in Nazaré, Portugal, Nazaré, where that huge wave was went down this weekend or this week. Um, always huge waves this time of year off the coast of Nazareth. You know, people flock to the hillside. I'm not going to get into it, into whether or not people should have been flocking like that. Yeah, I'm so tired of hearing about this COVID. I think people should should do what they want at this point. Um, I really do. I really do. We, we need to, this isn't the platform for this, but we really, we need to learn how to live with this and not lock ourselves in our houses every every six months because we're afraid because this isn't going to go away just like that. And, well, I think that people just need to get on with their lives. That's just my personal opinion. But, hey, if you disagree with me, please, by all means, do do you. Do what makes you comfortable, okay? That's what we all should be doing. Do what makes you comfortable, Okay, and and live and let live, as as we say. Now, <laughs> shout out to him again, Ca- uh, Canada international, former Portugal U twenty one international, and um, he he had a a goal in this one. He had the second one. I put that one in my st- Instagram story today, right after the 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 video of my son playing in the snow. Because yes, ladies and gentlemen, we got snow today here. And uh, here in the New England area, at least in, in, in greater Boston, we got snow today. We got uh, a couple of inches on the ground out there. Um, enough for my four-year-old son. He'll be five in, in less than, than two months. Um, I should say less than three months. But uh, enough for him to build himself a little snowman in the yard. So, um, yeah. Really, way too early for that, and I needed to to get that frustration out because it's way too early for snow. It's going to be a long winter ahead, I think. But as long as Benfica keep keep winning, I'm gonna I'm not going to be complaining. So yes, Passos Ferreira three, Porto two. That's already round six. So Benfica on Monday have the opportunity to go ahead by eight points over Porto, and um, that that is that is something that you know. Last year we were ahead by seven. Okay, 
uh, or were we we may have been ahead by eight. I don't remember anymore. But it would be great to put that that gap between us again and put more pressure on them because they are a, they are feeling the pressure. You can see it. And um, they don't have the depth to play (laughs) two games a week for three straight weeks. Okay, we have better depth. So I hope they tire out, and I hope they keep dropping points. All right, those are the results in the league. After we review the match, of course, we will review the table. But I'm going to take a quick break here to pay a bill. All right, we're going to pay it. And then you're going to hear Reconquista. And on the other side of Reconquista, we will get into this match. We'll get into Benfica versus Bolinas Sad. Round 5, Liga Nage here on Mr. Benfica. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mister, on Instagram at Mr. Benfica, on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is just the Mr. Benfica channel. And also, do not forget um, any questions, concerns, criticisms. I'll take it all. I love it all. I love hearing and interacting with all of you. I've ha- I've had a chance to do some more of that this week than I've than I've done uh, ever before in the life of this show. So it's been really fun getting to uh, to share some messages with you guys. Um, please, by all means, if you want to email me, please do. Uh, I I created that email address specifically for you all to be able to contact me. All right, it is the Mr. Benfica at gmail.com. All right, we'll be right back here on Mr. Benfica episode ninety three. Jornada sofrida, a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Carregas sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até ao Minho O vermelho pinta a Tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica And we're back here on Mr. Benfica. Welcome back as we are now at the Stadio de Luz, the Stadium of Light, Monday, October the 26th, and it's Benfica taking on Bulanes Sad, a.k.a. Code City Blues, as I call them. And Benfica are coming in on form, of course. They they bring with them a four-match league uh, winning streak, and they are unbeaten in in five straight in all competitions at this point as Benfica, um, ever since the Pauk match, have been unbeaten. And um, there's, like I said, there's a little bit of squad rotation in this match because we're playing the European fixtures as well, playing the group stage of the Europa League. And Benfica, uh, or I should say Georges Jesus, planned this team with one eye, already looking ahead to Standard Liège, which would be coming up a few days later. So let's look at the lineup. We're going to start with the visiting Code City Blues in goal. Andre Moreira, the former Atletico Madrid product, who was for quite some time uh, linked with us. 
um, a few seasons ago. He was before we had Odie. He was linked with with us as a potential uh, replacement for, I believe, Julius Cesar, if my memory serves me correctly, or it might have been for Ederson back then. But he is now at Bolinish Sad. Bolinish comes out with a four four two. And they have a slightly different look as uh, former Benfica youth product. Ruben Lima is the right back. Enrique and Danny Enrique are the two center backs with Tomás Ribeiro as the left back. Um, four across midfield. Miguel Cordozo, also a former Benfica youth product, uh, is the right-sided midfielder with Afonso Tayera and Kuae in the center of midfield, and one of my favorite players in the league. Maybe it's because he played for my small local club. Um, and he's also the younger brother of, of a well-known uh, Braga player. It's Tiago Ishgayu playing on the left side of midfield in this one. Normally, he lines up as a right defender, as the right back, as a wing back. He will play on the left side of midfield in this one. And up front, it is Mateo Casiera teaming up with the veteran Silvestre Varela, the captain. Benfica would line up with, as I said, a slightly rotated squad and also with, you know, some players missing now due to injury. So this 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 normal 11 is is kind of a fluid situation right now. But in goal, it's it's as always Odiseas Vlacodimos. Uh, the right back is Gilberto. Well, the ever improving or every each match more in sync tandem of Super Jan Vertonghen and El Comandante Nicolas Otamendi uh, team up as the center back pairing and Grimaldo is the left back a uh, little change in midfield out is is Gabriel and Pizzi in actually out is Gabriel Pizzi and um Yes, Gabriel and PZ are out. Weigel makes his first start of the, the league season, while Rafa is back in the starting lineup, as is Adele Tarapt, his first league appearance since getting injured on match day one, or I should say in round one. And up front, the three, what a formidable attack. And uh, the the Mr. George Zuz opted to keep Luca Waldschmidt uh, on the bench for this for this one to start at least, and he opted to rest him with with one eye, as we said, looking ahead to the Europa League. So, Harris Seferovic, the Golden Boot winner from two seasons ago, gets the nod in place of Waldschmidt, while Everton and Darwin Nunez, the informed player, fresh off a hat trick in the Europa League, um, round out the attack. If you got back to their 4-3-3 that they've used in the last couple of matches. And let's move on now to the ticker here as we'll go through starting in the first half as we get uh, a foul right in the first minute. And, and it is Kawe coming down hard on the foot of Uli and Weigel. Weigel, in a, you know, Weigel was an undisputed starter last season ever since he, he arrived at Benfica and now he's fighting for for any minutes he can get but um you know a solid player still there's no no doubt about that and um he he would certainly have to relish this opportunity to prove himself uh for the manager in the second minute we get a an attempt at goal it is Gilberto with the right-footed shot from outside the box high and wide to the right Weigel fouled again in the third minute hard, by this time by Miguel Cardozo. And in the fifth minute, it's Nunez who is fouled in the in the attacking area, get, picking up um, a free kick. Nothing comes of it, but as a play would continue, okay, uh, Darwin would, would get the ball again. He would be fouled by Enrique, okay? Um, and that would lead to uh, this right here. Segundo 
o jogo. E ela só parou lá dentro. Aris Seferovic fatura os seis minutos de jogo. É o quarto gol da temporada na estreia titular do campeonato, Ricardo Soares. Tudo muito rápido. Everton, Rafa, Grimaldo, tudo primeiro e depois cabeceamento potente nas alturas de Seferovic que marcou, apontou para os céus onde está uma bela lua, a tal onde a NASA diz que desde hoje há água. And so, as you heard there, it was, you, sh you probably could tell from that commentary, uh, the way Elder and Rogério were interrupted in their conversation. It was a quick restart, and I'm going to give credit. To, this is something. So I've come on this, this microphone week after week, and I have said things about this player, okay? And I have said that I don't see it on the stat line, and that's, that's my biggest concern given the position he plays. I'm going to be fair. Okay, and I I pride myself on being fair and an absolutely brilliant heads up play by Adel Tarapt here. Adel Tarapt puts the ball down while the Bulanist players are are complaining about the call. Adel puts it down and hits a a a nice ball right to to an open Everton Sabolinha. Everton then uh, carries it into space at pace with the ball going from left from the left center channel towards the center. And once the defender commits, he plays the ball into the area for a, a Rafa Silva who is coming from the right across the center towards the left. And Rafa gets on the end of it, but because his back is to goal rather than trying to, to receive the ball and turn on the defender who's on his back, Rafa first touch passes it wide to the left right onto the stride of Grimaldo who first time crosses it to the far post. And ladies and gentlemen, he is the Swiss assassin again. Harris Seferovic gets a header and he puts it in the goal. And Benfica take an early sixth-minute lead. And again, this is what we like to see from a Georges side. Okay, this is something. This was a characteristic of his Flamengo team. This was a characteristic of his sporting teams. I'm not going to pretend I watched Al-Hilal when he was in Saudi Arabia, but I bet this was a characteristic of those teams, and this is a characteristic of his old Benfica teams. Early goals are just so important because they they relieve a lot uh, of the pressure and a lot of the stress coming into the match when you get a lead in the sixth minute. And it was a brilliant, brilliant combination play by all those involved there that I just read off. And including Adele Tarapt for the heads-up play to put the ball down and get it into play quickly before Bulanish Saad were able to, to sort out their back line and were able to get back and organize. So Benfica take the lead in the sixth minute. Now, um, in the eighth minute, they had a chance to double their lead. It was Everton, so Bolinha right-footed shot from the left side of the box. But it was a nice save in the bottom right corner by Andre Moreira. Uh, Darwin Nunez head up heads up pass for Everton nearly made it 2-0. Ninth minute another opportunity to double the lead off a corner kick. Harris Seferovic again from the center of the box he gets a header he's close but he misses just left off of a Grimaldo uh, corner kick. Moving forward, we get into the 24th minute now, and it is Nunez again, a header this time from the center of the box that was saved in the center of the goal by Andre Moreira. Darwin gets on the end of an Everton cross and tries to head it home, tries to to get his first league goal. Okay, He's coming off a hat-trick in the Europa League, and now he's trying to open up his scoring account in the league. In the 28th minute, it's a Delta Rapt on the ball, and he is taken down hard by Afonso Taira, and the referee does not produce a yellow card on the play. 32nd minute, and Bullen Sad get their first opportunity, as it is Silvestre Varela, the former Portugal international, former champion with Futebol Clube do Porto, has a right-footed shot from outside the box, but it is high and wide. 34th minute, it's Bulanis Sada again. Code City Blues. Miguel Cardozo this time, right-footed shot from outside the box. Close, but misses just left off of a feed from Sylvester Varela following a set-piece situation. In the 37th minute, it's it's Code City again. This time, it's Enrique who has his left-footed shot from outside the box blocked by Nicolas Otamendi. 
And in the 41st minute, Benfica now with an opportunity. Adel Tarap, the right-footed shot from outside the box. It's close, but he misses. He tried to pick out the top corner in this one. Um, again, not to criticize the player any more than I already have. Uh, it, it was a ball that was coming from the right. It was slid across to him. And normally you like to see players smack the ball uh, on that in that situation. Adele tried to pick out the top corner with the inside of his foot. It was a good effort. I mean, he he didn't miss by much, and it was it was it was a a nice little bit of technique, and 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 it was just just shy of of where it needed to be. Very nearly doubling Benfica's lead. Forty third minute, and Benfica have another attempt blocked. Rafa this time, right footed shot down the right side of the box. But it was blocked. He was played in by Darwin again. Darwin, such a player, such a worker off the ball. There is no ball that you play into the attacking third, okay, that is lost. You can miss hit it as bad as you want. If that thing stays in play, there's a chance Darwin Nunez is going to get to it, okay? Um, I'm really, really falling in love with this player. I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't like the the criticism he had to face when he was first signed. I didn't, uh, you know, before he'd even had an opportunity to show anything. I saw I saw things there right off the bat. I know he hadn't been scoring, but he was assisting and he was clearing space. What he doesn't get enough credit for, both him and Luka Waldschmidt, because they're such mobile forwards. Okay, they're so mobile. They don't get enough credit for the space that they open for their teammates, especially Everton and um, Rafa to run into and to carry the ball into because they spread the defense out with their runs. And that attempt will take us to halftime here on this episode. No, nothing else to uh, to note from the first half. And the first half ends with Benfica ahead 1-0 as they head to the team rooms for the halftime team talk. And I'm going to head... For my halftime team talk, <laughs> if you will, a uh, quick little break here, and we'll be right back with the second half of Benfica Bullinish Sad. And no substitutes to talk about at the halftime uh, break. So we go right into the second half. And we move into the 51st minute. And it is Benfica with an, with an opportunity. Everton has a header from the center of the box. But he misses right when he gets on the end of a Gilberto cross. The former Grêmio star gets on the end of a cross from the former Fluminense player. In the 52nd minute, one minute later, it's Bolanes Saad with who nearly go level as Miguel Cardozo has a left-footed shot from the left side of the box, but it was saved by Odiseas Vlakodimos. In the ensuing corner kick, the ball is whipped in by Sylvester Varela, but cleared from danger by Jan Vertonghen. As, uh, like I said, this center-back pairing of, of Vertonghen and uh, Otamendi is starting to really come together. Yeah, a lot of people point out their lack of speed, but, you know, in this game, especially with Ulian Weigel uh, completing that triangle, uh, they were much more protected and they were a lot less, uh, they were a lot less exposed um, compared to how they were in Poland against Lech Poznan uh, just a few days before this match. And we get we get a substitution now in the 57th minute, and it is Peasy coming on, replacing a Delta Rapt. I guess it's worth mentioning that um, Nicolas Otomendi wore the captain's armband in this match once again. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of uh, controversy, if you want to call it. There was a lot of angry fans seeing him wear the captain's armband in Poland. Uh, in the second half in that match in Poland. But Georges Jesus clarified that he is one of the captains, and I think a lot of people, when thinking about it, have a hard time finding other true captains. Names are thrown out there, but not guys that I think I could see leading a team or, or you know, 
organizing the players in front of them, representing the team in the in, in the press conference and things like that, or just being vocal. So, um, I've already said my my opinion on this. I think I think that that Otamendi as one of the f- captains, four or five captains, is, is perfectly understandable. But Pizzi would come into the match. He is the first captain now as Andre Almeida and Jardel are both. Uh, well, Jardel doesn't play much and Andre Almeida is injured. So PZ comes on for Adele Terapt. Adele had a tough night. Um, but like I said, watching the, the game a second time, I picked up that very good heads-up play he, he made on the first goal. So although he would be frustrated with his overall play, um, I think he will... He brought, again, like I said, some production to the match. And I prefer a player who plays poorly but gets that something accomplished that leads to a goal. That's just my personal preference. Also, at the same stoppage, there's a substitution as Gianluca Waldschmidt comes on and replaces his former Eintracht Frankfurt teammate, Eris Seferovic. And we get to see the young guns together now. Valtschmidt and and Cardozo and I called him Cardozo and and Darwin up front. I can't believe I just called him Cardozo. It's because I'm reading the next play and it's by Miguel Cardozo, who wins a free kick in the defensive half. But back to the substitution. It is Valtschmidt coming on for Seferovic, as we said, and Valtschmidt and Darwin team up and uh, they'll that that team will uh, will combine again in a, in a few minutes as we work our way through this half. 60th minute, and it is another attempt at goal for Bolinas. Saad Silvestre Varela, left-footed shot down the right side of the box, saved in the center goal by Odie, hangs on to it. 62nd minute, and it is another attempt. This time it's Benfica, and it is Waldschmidt with his first attempt of the match. Left-footed shot down the left side of the box, and he misses to the right after getting on the end of a through ball from Everton. And Bulanis Saad will make two substitutions in the 62nd minute. Bruno Edgar would come on to replace Kawe. And Eddie Semedu would come on to replace Matteo Casiera. In the 68th, it's Benfica again with an opportunity. It's Darwin once again. A left-footed shot from the left side of the box, but it's saved in the center of the goal. He gets on the end of a pass from Rafa. And my darling, as as many are calling him, itching to get on the score sheet here in the 68th minute. It is Nicolas Otamendi, the captain on the day, with a header from the center of the box. But he's unable to convert it. It's it's blocked by a defender, and he gets on the end of a corner kick from the, the other captain, Peasy. And we get another substitution for Bolinish Saad. And actually, each team makes substitutions here in the second, in the 72nd minute. It's a substitution for each team. Um, Bisad, if you want to call them that. In the Tasset Portugal, they're called Bisad. In the league, they're called Bolinish Saad. It's, it's, it's quite comical. Elder spent a few, a few seconds uh, clarifying this for us. And he says he's going to call them whatever the league says they're called. So it's Bolinish Saad. They sub on young Afonso Souza, the son of former Porto star and grandson, actually grandson of of Souza, Antonio Souza from uh, Football Club do Porto. And his father was also a Porto and Betamar player. Afonso Souza comes on. He replaces my boy Tiago Isgayu and... Um, it's a more offensive-minded player, a uh, more attack-minded midfielder coming on for the slightly more defense-minded um, midfielder who, it does say here, did pick up an injury, Tiago Ishigayu. And in the sec- same 72nd minute, it is an injury to Alex Grimaldo. I think everyone has seen it by now. He uh, he suffers... He suffers uh, Quite a, a foul. He he has his foot kind of stepped on. It did not look good. Uh, apparently, it's not nearly as bad as it looked. But we saw Grimaldo leave the pitch on a, on a gurney. Uh, he is replaced by young Nuno Tavares, who now gets a, an opportunity to, to play from the start. And he knows that he's going to be the left back at the very least until Grimaldo comes back. And it doesn't take long after that substitution it's the 74th minute, 
and it's a it's a it's Benfica on the break. The ball starts at Uli and Weigel. Weigel makes a cutting long pass on the ground, vertical pass to his to his German uh, uh, compatriot John Luca Waldschmidt, who then plays the ball into space for Darwin Nunez, and you can hear it all right here. Okay, here is the call from Elder Kundutu. So Darwin Nunez finally opening his scoring tally in the Liga Nage. Beautiful goal on a brilliant through ball from Luka Waldschmidt. Darwin dribbles the goalkeeper who comes out of his box to try to get on the end of it. And then it's funny because Rogério says there, uh, his last words there, if you picked it up, um, if you speak Portuguese or understand Portuguese, he said, Era só empurrar, which means just push it in, which is not, <laughs> that was not the case. Darwin dribbled the goalkeeper, but there was a defender between him and the goal, and he had to pick out the space between that defender's legs, who was making himself big, who was going down in a split to try to cover the angle as best he can. Very, very good finish from Darwin Nunez. He had to put that ball in that exact spot so that it would not have been blocked by the defender. Um, again, uh, it was a nice combination of play, a couple of passes, starting with Julian Weigel winning the ball in his own box, Taking a couple of steps and then and then hitting a long driven pass along the ground, a long vertical pass along the ground to Luca Waldschmidt. Luca with a simple receive and turn and then plays it into space onto the run of Darwin Nunez. And Darwin is in on goal. Like we said, he dribbles the goalkeeper. And as the retreating defenders get in front of him to try to block the shot, he finds the spot between the wickets between the defenders' legs and into the goal along the ground. Beautiful, beautiful goal. And Benfica can breathe a little bit of relief now as it's 2-0 in the 76th minute, 74th minute, excuse me. In the 77th, Jorge Zuz will go to the bench. And on comes Pedrinho to replace Rafa. And the return of none other than one of my favorites, of course, Andreas Samaris, my pick for club captain. Of course, he doesn't play enough. But if he were a regular player, this guy would be the perfect captain. And uh, Samaris will replace Everton. So a, a, a defense-minded, in a way, substitution to solidify the midfield a little bit more as maybe he had two goals and no longer needed to take such chances. And Bulanish Sad will make a substitution of their own in the 81st. Javinho replaces Afonso Taira. And Richard will replace um, Silvestre Varela. And there's an opportunity missed for Afonso Souza in the 84th minute. He is set up by Robinho in his right footed shot from outside the box. is close, but it misses just left. And... In the 85th minute, there's an offside call as Vlacodimos tries a through ball, but uh, Darwin is caught offside. Uh, Odie trying to go with the quick restart, with the quick um, catch and and drop kick. 
uh, all in the same stride, but he, he he found his teammate to be offside on the play. Another attempt in the 86th. It's Nuno Tavares now, a header um, from the center of the box towards the center of the goal, but it was saved. He got on the end of a PZ cross. 87th minute, and it's Pedrinho with a left-footed shot from outside the box, but he misses to the left. He was set up by Weigel. And we move into the past the 90th minute, and it is Samadij winning a free kick in the defensive half. He's fouled by Robinho. And 90 plus 4, an attempt missed to make it 3-0. It is Waldschmidt with a left-footed shot from outside the box, but it was too high after he got on the end of a pass from Nuno Tavares. And the referee will blow his whistle. Ruri Kosh, I believe, was the referee in this one. He would blow his whistle for full time at 90 plus 5. Of course, the referee, Ruri Kosh, is not our vice president, Ruri Kosh. Um, just in case anybody thinks that's what I just said. Uh, two different people with the same name. But Benfica pick up the three points. All important three points. And for the first time since 1982-83, one of my favorite seasons. And uh, if you want to go back in the archive, I have a three-episode review of that season um, back in, I want to say it was in March, maybe in April. Um, but it was a, it was one of Benfica's best seasons ever. That was the last time Benfica came out with five victories to start the season. Great start to the season. Yes, the 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 fixture list has been in our favor. We haven't played Porto. We haven't played Sporting. We haven't played Braga. We haven't played Vitória Guimarães. We haven't had to travel to Maritimo. We haven't had to go to Boavista yet. We're going there next. Uh, we did go to Famalicão and we did go away to Riuav. So I think it's it's a fair enough schedule and um, to be you know f- five wins in uh, on in five matches is a very very good start considering it hasn't happened in 37 years so let's go to the goal point here and let's see how this game played out from a from an analytics perspective so we'll start with the ratings starting with the visitors of course the goalkeeper andre moreira uh, earns a 6.4, and I should point out that Bulinish Saad had a 0.2 expected goal rating. So this is one of the best perfor- defensive performances by Benfica, really limiting chances. Um, Bulinish Saad had an average rating of 5.51 per player. Now, the across the back, Ruben Lima was a 5.8. Tomaj was a 6.4. Um Danny Enrique was a 5.5, as was Enrique, 5.5. Tiago Jgayu, 4.9, and an injury to show for it. Uh, Kawe was a 5.5. Taira was a 5.8. Ruben, we we already said Ruben Lima was a 5.8 as well. Sylvester Varela with a 4.8. Casiera was a 4.6. And Miguel Cardozo, a 5.5. Substitutes. Um, Bru- Hamidish with the 5.4. They the, the thing that confuses me is Fatmob uses sometimes one name for these players, and then uh, Goal Point has a different name for them. Um, Eddie Smith 4.5, and Afonso Souza 4.6. Benfica, Vla- uh, Odi Vlacodimos, a, sh- a clean sheet in a 5.7 rating. Gilberto, 5.4. Otamendi, 6.1. Weigel 6.2, Vertonghen 6.4, Grimaldo 6.5 before he was carted out with an injury. Everton with a 6.6, Tarapt 5.5. Like I said, a tough night for Tarapt, but he is just getting back. Rafa 5.9, Seferovic 6.8 with a goal, and Darwin is the man of the match with a 7.7 rating and a goal to show for it off the bench. Uh, 6.0 for PZ, 5.6 for Waldschmidt, 5.4 for Nuno Tavares, 5.3 for Pedrinho, and a 5.5 for Andrea Samari. Now we look at um, the statistics here. And they are pulling up on my screen here as my internet is slow as usual here. I do apologize. But we got 
Shots, total shots, 15 for Benfica, 6 for Bolinis Saad. Shots on goal, 6 for Benfica, 2 for Bolinis Saad. Actions in the opponent's uh, penalty area. Benfica, 22 actions in in um, Bolinis Saad's uh, penalty area. And this is really a stat Benfica seems to blow everyone away in. And this is where I believe they're winning these matches. And this is why they're playing at such a high rate, uh, such a high level, and especially in terms of control of the game and in terms of getting goals. They're scoring a lot of goals this season, and you can see why. It's because they're spending a lot of time in the other team's penalty area. Corners went 7-2 to two in favor of Benfica. Pass efficiency, Benfica 86% to Bolognese Sad's 72%. Vertical pass, uh, vertical Pass efficiency was, they were oceans apart. Benfica 74% efficient on the vertical pass. Well, Bolinis Saad only 40% efficient. Uh, the uh, defensive actions in the opposing teams in midfield was 13 apiece. And fouls committed. Benfica committed 14 fouls to Bissad's 8. And possession went 63-37 in favor of Benfica. All right. That should wrap it up for this match, and let's go now to the table and the statistics, courtesy, of course, of Fop Mob, as always. And I'm going to back it up here, and we're going to go to the table. And it is Benfica, top of the table, five victories from five matches, 15 goals for three against for 12 points, for 12, a plus 12 goal difference, excuse me, and 15 points. Sporting, after their makeup game win on Wednesday, now alone in second place with 13 points from five matches. Three back is Porto, who have 10 points from six matches. One ahead of Braga, who have nine from five. And Morirens have eight from five, as does Passos Ferreira, eight points from six matches. Seventh place is Santa Clara, seven points. Vitor de Guimarães also on seven points. One goal behind them in the goal difference category for the time being. Ninth place is Riuav. They have six points. Famalicão, six points. Nacional de Madeira, six points. Maritimo, six points. Gil Vicente, five. Tondela, five. This Bolinish Saad team also five points. And then you get into the relegation playoff spot. Yes, there's a playoff um, this year. They call it the Ligilla as uh, 16th place will have to play the third place team from the second division. And right now that is Portimonense in that place. And our next opponents, Boavista, sits 17th right now. They're yet to pick up a victory. Three draws, two defeats. They have three points from five matches. And Ferenc are the basement dwellers right now. Five matches, one point. And um, let's go to the player statistics here. And the t- we start with the top goal scorers, and it is Santa Clara's T- uh, Tiago Santana with five goals. He also uh, shares the that spot with five of uh, five goals with Rodrigo Pinto. Excuse me, Rodrigo Pinho of Maritimo. The difference is Rodrigo Pinho has a penalty kick goal. Uh, so the tiebreaker goes to Tiago Santana for the time being. And then with four goals, we have Harry Seferovic, Luka Waldschmidt, both two of our guys, each with four goals. And formerly comes Ruben Lamedes, followed by uh, Brian Riascus, Pedro Gonçalves, and Sergio Oliveira with three goals apiece. We'll move quickly to assists here. And Darwin Nunez is top of the league in assists. And he's followed by his teammate Everton, who has three. So four for Darwin, three for Everton. The next the next best is Alex Telsch, who's not even in the league anymore with two. The highest foot mob rating in the league so far this season is actually Harris Seferovic. And the leading goal scorer for, uh, not goals, but minutes per goal right now is Jonata Robert of Fumalicão. One goal every 29 minutes, but Harris Seferovic right behind him with a goal every 31 Minutes and in terms of of goalkeeping, uh, clean sheets. Andrea Moreira of Bolinish Sad is top with three. He is joined by Bruno Varela of of Vitoria Guimarães, 
Marco of Santa Clara and our Odi Vlacodimos of Benfica, of course, all with three clean sheets this season. All right, next round's fixtures. As we said, the first match of round six has already been played. It was Passos Ferreira 3, Porto 2. Uh, next, we go to Saturday. Bullenish Sad at home at the Jamor hosting Ferenc. Rioav hosts Moreirense. Maritimo hosts Nacional in a Madeira Derby on Saturday afternoon. Or Saturday afternoon here in the United States. Uh, 4.30 here in the United States. I believe that's... If I'm not mistaken, that is 7.30 in Madeira and 8.30 in continental Portugal. And then Sunday, we have three matches. We got Portimonense in Algarve hosting Santa Clara. Gil Vicente host Vitória Guimarães. And Sporting host Tondela. Two games on Monday. Another Minho Derby. This time it is Braga hosting Famalicão in the early game. And then in the nightcap, it is Boa Vista hosting Benfica. And I think that sums it up for episode 93. Programming note, we do have, uh, I, or I should say, I have a couple episodes dropping now in the next couple days. So within the next two days, my women's team review will be released. Okay, I'll look back at the start of the season for Benfica's women's team and see what they've done so far. Um, as they're on the, they have just finished a international break, and I believe that the matches this weekend were postponed. Gives us a good chance to look back and see what's what's happened so far. So that's going to drop in the next day or two, and then Monday morning you can expect uh, a review of Benfica Standard Liège from the Europa League this past Thursday. You'll have it in time and have you ready for Monday evening's um, away match at Boavista at the at the 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 Bessa Stadium in Porto, and um, again Benfica with an opportunity to open up an eight-point lead on Porto. Okay, currently Benfica have a two-point lead on Sporting. If Sporting win on Sunday, they can temporarily go ahead of us. So that's something also to keep in mind. And that's something to keep, I think, the boys motivated. All right, so that is going to do it. Thank you again for joining me once again today. And like I said, we, uh, we got at least two more episodes coming out in the next couple of days as we continue to inch our way towards episode 100. All right, this has been episode 93. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinius signing off. This has been Mr. Benfica on the PTB Media Network. Cajega Benfica, Forza Benfica. We are Benfica. E polutibus unum por todos um. Goodbye, everybody.